episode 176 serious rap shit podcast i'm john your host i'm josh your other host and yeah we we back in the building well i'm in a new building but yeah <laughs> we, we back up in the place how you been josh i'm good man i'm chilling um yeah. how you doing man had the big move this weekend yeah yo my first uh move where i didn't lift a single box (laughs) you know what i'm saying i'm very excited about that but um yeah listen i moved uh we left south philly uh and moved to fishtown you know what i'm saying this is probably the most gentrified area that i've lived in next cedar park west philly is was kind of just yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you know what i'm saying but this this is like uh fancy coffee place is like a, a block away gentrified you yeah. know what i'm saying which is slightly different than uh wh- where we were in west philly but you know you're gonna stop in the central perk and hang out with ross and rachel and shit <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be hanging out but yeah it's it's i don't know it's it's cool you know what i mean um our spot is bigger you know what i'm saying i got like a little room where i could set up a lab and shit um i've been loading uh, a fucking ton of records in here and and setting up. I got a whole box of cables that I gotta hook up. So yeah, it's just I I did get my turntables and my uh mixer set up. But yeah, just trying to like transition. We move. We're we're recording this on Monday and we moved on Thursday. Where so you know we we set up our couch and we got uh, most of the living room cleared out, but there's still. Uh, like a corner of boxes that's just my shit and like records that I still need to sort through it and get into the uh into the little like studio room. But yeah, it's it's cool. It's, the, the energy feels good in the place. You know what I'm saying? It's just the building is just um us and uh two folks who live above us. You know what I mean? And we got like the little deck out back, so it's you know it's real chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you sent me the video of the deck. That's like the whole setup is gorgeous. You share yeah, that with dope. the people upstairs, or that's just or is that just yours? No, nah, that's just us. Yeah, yeah okay, that's, that's real us. Because if real you know, I I saw a few places when we were looking, and they were like, "Oh, there's a shared deck shared with deck. you and your neighbors." Man, I ain't walking around like hanging out with <laughs> no motherfuckers outside. I don't even I don't even hang out with my mother with this whole COVID shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm definitely not sharing a deck with no random people like nah, yeah absolutely yeah that's a that's a that's a weird setup you know what i you mean know what like, oh yeah i also like i don't know man I, i'm a fairly personable person but like if i go out on my deck i don't want to be like oh hey like <laughs> what's up i want to be able to be on my own <laughs> like what's up susan ray yeah like, no y'all niggas like nah uh-uh. uh like, oh we're gonna play cornhole or something like oh, i'm yeah, good yeah. man i just was <laughs> I was just gonna sit out, yeah i was just gonna sit out here and blow really like i didn't <laughs> like right. you know what i mean that's when you guys started like bringing like i saw this shit the other day it was on twitter so who knows if it was real but it was like you don't have time to you don't have time to smoke it's it was like it was a uh, powdered 
uh, weed. Oh shit! <laughs> I was like, you just doing coke now, like <laughs> niggas is just doing blow at this point. Yeah, like you just like I, I don't know anybody <laughs> who's too busy to be like right. I'm gonna roll up. Like it's like matcha, you put it in a fucking <laughs> in a smoothie. <laughs> I was like, wow, like. But that's the shit you break out in that situation, so people will leave you the fuck alone. Like, right, right. Like, yo, y'all want a bump? Like, right. <laughs> give a, take this quick bump of weed. Fuck around and be around like the wrong niggas. They be like, yeah, we party. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. We party. Try party. <laughs> like, oh no, like this, this might not be good. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> that's what's up, man. Like, I'm happy for y'all, man. I know, like, the situation at the old, like, the whole situation even getting to the old place was. You got kind of, you know, it was kind of a stuck situation. So this one, you were able to yeah. take your time, find a good spot. Yeah, it was it was crazy because we got <clears throat> gentrified out of West Philly, and we're basically our our landlord like sold the crib yeah. and gave us like a month's notice. You know what I mean? That he was selling it after he told us that he wasn't going to sell it. You know what I mean? So we were kind of forced out of West Philly, went to South Philly. It was cool, you know what I mean? But like. Our building was like low key raggedy, and our block—I don't want to say it was live, but it was like low key live. It was like you know a bunch of yeah, the mummers like right outside the window, fucking mummers, <laughs> fiends everywhere. You know, not to be disrespectful to niggas that's you know struggling with addiction shit, but like you know, I'm I'm looking around like, damn, this is like the 80s. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? This is like shit we saw as kids. I don't want to be around this shit. But, um, yeah, you know, this neighborhood seems cool. You know what I mean? This week, I'm gonna do, I did a little bit of, like, exploring. Reconnaissance. Yeah, over the weekend, but this week, uh, probably after I, you know, get done, like, my writing stuff during the day, probably just, like, you know, take some walks around the blocks and shit and just like just like look at shit i like looking yeah. at new shit anyway yeah, you know absolutely. what i'm saying i i kind of like uh that that part of me that likes to be in new areas has kind of been unlocked as i'm getting older so I, I like to just like explore shit and be i don't i don't even imagine us being at this place too long too long you know what i'm saying it's just like it was two years at the other place right yeah, two years in yeah, South Philly. Um, we're we're planning on like buying a crib eventually, so you know, this gonna be this is good for for what it is now. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's the step between the south of France and you know what I mean. <laughs> Man, niggas don't know the the visions <laughs> I have of leaving this fucking shithole country, but that's another uh, thing. You ain't lie. You ain't, you ain't never lie. I'm saying, um, yeah, man, you know, it was a pretty chill week. Um, all three parts of the uh, documentary are finally up and available. Yeah. Um, there was a little issue. So, like, if folks are going to look for it, <clears throat> there was a there was an issue. Like, it ended up, the one part was, like, hidden. You, it was, unless you directly looked for it, you couldn't get it. So, yeah, yeah. it's fixed now, though. So, so everything will be up there. A little um, glitch in the matrix. Yeah, a little, exactly. You know how it go. Um, now it's all good and everything's up. Um, so I'm excited for folks to be able to sit there and like see it all in one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the part three is the part where we do the most with rappers, actually. Like we sit down with two different rappers. We also sit down with a label head. Um, yeah. and, uh, also, you know, again, just want to send, uh, 
you know, our, our love over to India right now because they're going through it over there. Um, yeah. With this COVID shit. So, like, they, they set, like, a world record with, like, 400,000 people and in, infections in a day or some shit like Jesus, that. Like in a day. What yeah, the fuck? so it's That's wild me. over there. Um, so I'm sending all our love over there and um, to everybody. So, <clears throat> but, yeah, go check it out. Um uh, it's all up there on um, on the Vivo channel, so I'm excited, man. I'm excited for folks to see the whole vision in one, and uh, you know something that we put a lot of hard work in and, and love into. So, yeah, we we put a lot into this, and it's um, it's gratifying uh, to see it done and out in the world. That's the best shit. Somebody, yes. I think, um. I think it was my man Nelson. Shout out Nelson that said it uh, earlier today that uh, done is better than perfect. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. And I know for me as a younger person working on stuff and like creating stuff, everything had to be like perfect, perfect. And I would take years to work on music. You know what I mean? It'd be like, yo, it's gotta be perfect. It's gotta be perfect. Now, uh, things being done is the thing that kind of triggers my pleasure center. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Things being done and get out in the world. You know what I mean? Also getting paid for shit. That <laughs> you know what I mean? That hits the the pleasure center too, but having a thing done is like way more important to me. Obviously, mm -hmm. you want something to be good, you want to work on it and and put the effort into it um cuz that's, you know, that's still a thing and the craft of it. Uh but just, I just don't chase this idea of perfection anymore because seeing something out in the world and having people interact with it, that's the thing. That's the, the thing that I enjoy. Yeah, I think a lot of that, too, comes with understanding that, you know, what you put out, like, you know, we put out this documentary and, you know, we're working already like we have stuff we're working on other stuff and you're like oh it'll just be better than what we already put out like and it's okay that yeah. it's like this is done this is what done is now but like what done will be in another time i think a lot of that is like getting shit out right like so once mm -hmm. you get something out you're like okay this doesn't have to be like perfect it has to be what it is like it has to be its own thing and then like i know going forward like you know even just like because you know full disclosure we were fixing stuff like I was doing like audio edits on the documentary the week the first part came out. Like, right. So like right. up to like two days before the first part comes out, I was still working on stuff on the documentary, like fixing a couple different things. Mm -hmm. And like just two weeks before that, you and Raj were working on another piece of it. So like we were literally like at the up until the very minute it comes out, still like hand crafting it and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> The problem comes in when you're like, okay, I'll, well, I'll hold off then, and because we had that opportunity too, there was a part that well, there was an opportunity to be like, hey, hold off on some, hold off on, but we had already been promoting it and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So it was like, you know what, we're gonna let it out into the world, yeah. and then you know, it is like, so it's it's done. Otherwise, because you know, you can sit on stuff, and that happens to a lot of people. I mean, look at fucking Dre, like with detox, like yeah, that yeah. shit's still sitting somewhere because it's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that shit, um, you know, I wouldn't tell anybody else how to go about, like, their process or whatever. But, yeah, mm -hmm. for me, um, putting in an honest effort and 
you know, doing all of my like due diligence and research that I need to do and all of that and, and knocking it out and learning to be comfortable with shit is like a skill that I'm still acquiring, mm -hmm. but I'm better at it than I was then, you know, when I was younger and I appreciate that shit. You know what I mean? The skill to be like, to recognize like, this is good. This is, this is what it need to be. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And just let it go. That shit's like, um, I'm like overjoyed to even uh, understand that. You know what yeah. I mean? To the degree that I understand it now. Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's hard because if you're, you know, if you really are like enjoying what you're doing, a project that you're working on, it's yours. And like once you give it out to everybody else, they get to like critique it and say what they want about it. Yeah. And that's a difficult thing, like you know what I mean. Because if you cared about what you were working on, having other people say, "Hey, this could have been done differently," you go like, mm -hmm. "All right, what? Well, fuck you." But like, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think right. part of it, like, has really helped me was like, you know, starting to write my own articles and that kind of process. Because like, you're giving, you know, you hand that that over to your editor, and then your editor goes through stuff and mm -hmm. then sends you back notes, and it's like. <clears throat> We had started doing that for a little while with getting like critiques on different stuff that we've been working on. And then now, like then doing, then writing, like it's prepared me to be like, you know what? Like I'm going to, like I have what I, you know, we're going to say what we want to say with it. And in the end too, I also know that everybody's not going to be happy with everything. Right. Right. Like you can't please everyone. So, yeah. you know what I mean? The first person I think in, in when I'm, when, you know, when me and you are creating stuff or thinking of things to create, my target audience is always like us. Like, mm -hmm. would we like this? Would this be yeah, something yeah. that would Stuff be intriguing would to us? Yeah. Because if it's not, then I don't like, I think like I can't make something outside of that realm. I can only make something that I know like people that like me and like people that uh, enjoy what I enjoy, they're going to like it. So I'll make that because at least I know I have like a built in audience. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, it's been doing pretty good. Like the numbers been pretty really good on everything. Um, you know, <clears throat> even our just on the the Vivo channel alone, you know, it was I think it was like th three months or whatever. We did like fifty five thousand views. We're we're over double that already just in another month. So yeah, you know, yeah. I'm really People proud of like responding nicely to it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a lot of positive. Excuse me, got a lot of positive feedback. So I'm really happy. I'm really happy how it came out. Um, then, you know, on to the next thing. We're already yeah, working on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> We're already cooking and shaking on something else. So hell yeah, you know what I mean? That's how you got to do, you know, let that shit out in the world, let people critique it. And then you just keep moving on to the next thing. And then maybe take some of those critiques into the next project go like, yeah, right. you know what? They were right about this. Yeah. You got to learn, you know, I, I love a fucking, uh, and I had to learn to love this shit. Like I love an edit, getting the edit. Yeah. Back. Oh yeah. 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 I used to dread that shit, you know what I mean? But like, I send an article in now, and they send me the edit back. I'm closer to getting paid, you know what I'm saying? I'm closer to the, this month. Well, some things, you know, you get paid before or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, when I get the edit back, it's closer to being done. You know what I'm saying? So, I appreciate that. I appreciate, uh, you know, with this film, anybody who took the time to look at it or engage mm -hmm. with it, you know what I mean? And this is like, you know. This is the the first joint, and we're going to keep moving, like you said. Exactly. Exactly. I sent it. Um, shout out to Mo. 
uh from uh azadi who's like the head of like the biggest like the biggest underground label in india mm-hmm. and um who's featured in a documentary and i'd sent him uh the 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 different parts and he was just like yo brought back so many memories nice and shit like and i was like you know what then i did what i because like that was the whole point the point was to like make people eat like people who were there they like he he was like yo it just brought back so many memories of the like the days because he was with us the whole time as we were shooting mm-hmm. um part you know pretty much like he had but he had been like traveling with us in a separate party and but like we had been like partying together and like hanging out <laughs> and shit like that so like i told him like you know when i was working on it it brought back so many memories and like to the so many vivid memories of like even the smells and the feels of how it was like i could watch uh part two when we're in mumbai and i just can remember how hot it was that day mm-hmm. and like you know how many damn cokes and waters i went through and mm-hmm. like you know what i mean so um i hope like a lot of that came through in it of just like you know we you know having a good time over there and that kind of stuff and like he said like you know it brought back so many memories i was like cool then like i did it what what it was supposed to do because if it jives memories in him then it should give uh people watching it who weren't there the feeling of like oh that looks like it was dope like you know what i mean they could experience it right there yes yeah yeah for real um uh, i think we start getting like roll it into our topics for the week if you want yeah yeah absolutely um so i don't did you see this uh i guess it like happened on ig live and then um they got picked up at a couple places but um mm-hmm. dj quick uh was like burning royalty checks oh shit um, it couldn't have been husky ones nah and so <laughs> it had to be one of them small joints yeah, so apparently it was like from Death Row Records. Um and the yeah. clip that I saw was kinda of like he like held it up a couple times, but you know, like he wasn't like, you know, proficient with how the camera was riding over it. Yeah, so it yeah. would be like it was like going back and forth over stuff. It wasn't sticking, so it was hard to see exactly what was going on. Um but basically what he was saying is like it just wasn't what he really deserved and like he wants his credits. Mm. Um and I know this is a big thing because I, I know from like listening to especially like er, like eighties dudes, um, you know there was a lot of times when, you know, the one dude in the group would bring the horn break and you know bring that sample and this and so like who and whoever put all that shit together got credit got as credit a producer for, yeah, making it yeah you know what I mean as opposed to being like oh it was co-produced by this 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 and this it was you know hey whoever brought the horn break. And you know, they, but then, but who who put it together was the one who got the credit. So yeah. apparently, like he was like, "Yo, I played keys on all this different stuff, and mm. um, I did the drums on this, and um, a lot of it was death row stuff." But he was also talking about stuff like he like I, stuff I didn't know, like the work he was do, he did some work with um, with Pharrell. Oh snap! Okay, uh, playing like drums on a couple projects. Um, worked with a whole ton of people whole like whole bunch of people some that i knew like i knew he did a lot of work with death row right right um and like i know he did a lot of stuff on that doll, the uh tupac album and apparently he did a lot of stuff on the doll pound album mm-hmm. um which all makes sense i mean quick is a master craftsman yeah yeah quick's the shit so 
I can see that, but he was also mentioning stuff like, like I said, with Pharrell. I think he said something about something he did with Diddy. But like, he was basically saying like, you know, he wants the credits, not like, he's like the money in the end, like it is what it is. But like, you know, he wants the full credit and the proper dues. And right. Because that's your legacy right there. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. I see it all the time um, where, like, okay, for example, um, one of those uh, Mariah Carey joints, uh, I want to say it was Honey, um, but don't, if I'm, if I'm mistaken, you know, don't, don't, uh, quote me on that, but, um, somebody posted it on Twitter and they were like, yeah, Puff and Stevie J did, did they thing on this record or whatever. And I think it was Quest Love jumped in and was like, Q-Tip did that beat. Don't let nobody, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's so much, you know. You in the studio, I'd imagine you working with folks, you know, the creativity's flowing, you know, especially with Quick, who's, you know, uh, like you said, a craftsman, a multi-instrumentalist. He could jump on and play the keys or play the drums or, you know, whatever. And the creativity's flowing and you got a song uh, that comes out of that. And then later everybody go to the car, to the club and you know they they partying and shit and niggas is turning up and you know you forget about it and then you know three months later you you hear the <laughs> song on the radio and you're like yo what the fuck I made that you yeah. know what I mean or at least I helped make that and now I, I'm not saying that this is you know Quick's situation I'm just you know speculating um, but it's it's difficult and you know a musician doesn't necessarily want to be like you know paperwork before i even yeah talk to you or before i even you know play a note or whatever creativity is is uh an enrapturing energy and it flows and you know you 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 get into a rhythm and you work with people and it feels good uh but yeah it, it sucks that somebody who has given uh music so much i don't even want to just say you know hip-hop music somebody who's giving music so much you know as a dj quick to be saying yo i wasn't properly credited he a legend yeah what if if this is the way the industry goes and it'll screw him what the fuck is it doing to doing to young people who are on the come up you know what i'm saying so that's that's like a takeaway for me where i'm i'm uh this shit is concerning and it's disheartening. It's like, yo, if if legends are saying, yo, I wasn't properly paid, I wasn't taken care of, this shit is eating young people alive. It's got to be. Definitely. Um, and I'm sure, like, there was a large aspect of, like, hey, when you're going to work with Death Row, it's like, hey, I know them dudes over there. Like, I know Pac. I know Dre. I know Dez. Like, oh, yeah, I want of course I want to, like, work with these people. Like, you know what I mean? They're my peers and I got love for them. So, like, you know, paperwork was not, like, your first thing you thought of. You know what yeah. I mean? It was more like, yo, let's, yeah, just just make something. Because, like, creative people love to create. Like, so they're going to love to be in that situation. Yeah. Um, That's a hell of a thing that uh, some when somebody you think going to take care of you don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Somebody you trust. Or somebody where you think there's going to be a certain outcome and it turned out to be the opposite shit. That's, mm-hmm. that's a motherfucker right there. Yeah, for real. And like you said, like, I remember 
Ye, Ye, uh, Kanye was saying he did a lot of that. Like Dame, he did a lot of those work. Did a lot of work on a, a bunch of Dame Grease uh, records. Was it Dame Grease or was it uh, D Dot Angeletti? It might have been both. I remember because oh, I remember da- I remember him saying Dame Grease. I remember it, Dame Grease had that uh, comp album. Mm, yeah, that was like out the out something. I forget exactly what it was called, but like I remember him saying that like, he did a bunch. He did some stuff on there, Damn. and I and I remember him saying he did stuff with D Dot. Mm-hmm. So, like, like you said, that can happen. Like, you know, he was young at the time, and he was trying to come up, and he was trying to get on. Yeah. So that happens, and imagine what's going on now, especially with dudes who got, you know, they got five hundred beats up on their SoundCloud page, mm-hmm. and you know, somebody hits them up like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we could do this," and you know, next thing you know, your shit's out there getting, you know what I mean, major love, getting burned, but you ain't getting nothing for it, like yeah, you know no what I mean. Paperwork, Man. yeah. Remember when yeah. motherfuckers? I think this happened with. uh designer in the song panda motherfuckers was uh buying niggas beats off of these little like beat websites or whatever and they'll get somebody beat for two hundred dollars three hundred dollars or some shit and the song you know go to the stratosphere and then the producers trying to come along after the fact and negotiate and it's like damn that shit that shit is rough that shit is rough and and like i said this is happening to people who are established, like quick is yeah, established. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying he's established, and he's saying that he got a raw deal out here. Mm-hmm. Shit's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a dangerous game out here, dog. Like that, you know. Like you said, if they getting vets, you know they getting fucking, you know, uh, um, young folks out here, or even older folks. But like, like with do people without the name. Does they killing them? You know what I right. mean, right? Yeah, it's a dangerous game. Make sure, like, one of the biggest things, like I've I've learned doing any of this kind of shit is make sure y'all paperwork right. Yeah, is yeah. you know you get got. Other motherfuckers don't care. No, nah. like they'll you know no nah. they'll get you. This industry. I mean, we talked about the shit before about like with healthcare and industry for musicians anyway. But like this this shit is made to like grind up creatives and shit and spit them out as much as possible you know what i mean so it's always gonna be a new motherfucker as 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 bad as people talk about puff he don't never had no shortage of people to work with yeah (laughs) no (laughs) and that's for a a bunch of people you know what i mean as as bad as uh you know certain uh labels have gotten ragged on or whatever you know what i mean there's there's no shortage of people who are talented and and driven who are gonna go you know step into that into that space and and do that work exactly yeah i mean like there's so you know and that's just the capitalist system overall like there's somebody to replace you and so like the machine just gonna keep grinding folks up you know what i mean yeah so you just gotta do your best to make sure you good in this situation and make sure that paperwork right yeah um so uh Khaled released a new record um last week um and you know it was a record um (laughs) it was (laughs) i knew you was gonna say that (laughs) and i like Khaled. like you know what i mean like one of our first episodes was like me talking we were talking about the the um getting lost on the 
on his uh, ski, you know, jet ski in the, the jet ski jet. Yeah, yeah. So like that was one of our first episodes. So I, I like Alec, but um, yeah. So he released the album last week that was not. I don't know. It just wasn't that good to me. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. The first, the, the 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 records that I like off it are the two Drake records that he released like a year and a half ago off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so Jay Z and Nas have a song on there called "Sorry Not Sorry." Okay. It is <laughs> sorry. Um, Yo, it's. I, so I, I have I have a question. So Jay Z and Nas are n- not even arguably are two of like the best to ever have done done it. Like ever, ever done. Like it. hands down, legends, legends, legends. Like you know what I mean. Five star generals. Why can't they make a good record together? That's an interesting question. I think. Um. Like if you look at it right now, um, like I don't think that their 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 energies are compatible. You know I what I'm see. I, I, yeah, I feel I'm, that. I don't. I don't feel that. I would never. I would never lobby for them to like make a record together. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Even because uh, you know Nas has told the story. Uh, he thinks that Jay started throwing subliminals at him way back. Because uh, Jay wanted to get him on uh, Reasonable Doubt, mm-hmm. which could have worked. But even then, I you know, they've never been compatible to me. I don't know if I'm viewing this, uh, you know, uh, in like the, 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 the wake of them having that terrible beef in you know the early 2000s i don't know if that's coloring you know my yeah. my thought process here um but even you know street dream street dreams nas i don't i don't necessarily want him on a record with jay maybe in yeah. that era it would have worked the best but if you look at their career trajectories you know when were they ever really compatible as mcs you know what I mean? Jay and Nas on a record has never felt even close to what AZ and Nas on a record have felt like. Uh, or Beans yeah. and Jay. You know yeah. what I mean? And Beans and Jay yeah, and it, are, are radically different MCs and different personalities, but they're a balance. They're a nice balance. Yeah. Jay and Nas are, are at the same time too different and too similar for me to mm-hmm. ever want them on a record or ever enjoy them on a record together, it it never really sounds good. Yeah, it's it's like like cheese and chocolate. Like both of them are awesome, incredible. But like, I want chocolate cheese. Like that's right. just not like I don't want them combined. Right? I think you're dead on. I think there is like there's too much different in them and too much that's similar in them that like just makes it such a weird clash. Yeah. And then like on this record that the, that they did for the Khaled joint, they're doing like that weird, like spoken word <laughs> poetry, <laughs> like, like that kind of like, what is you know, high? <laughs> yes. Like it's really like that kind of like stilted type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think either one of their flows like really fits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because um, there's MCs that do like a stilted flow, and if it, it feels like 
natural and and actually flows. Yeah. Them, I just don't feel like it fits how they rhyme. Right. And it's I don't know, man. Like I I just I was excited when I saw like oh I heard because I heard like a couple days beforehand like oh Jay and Nas got a record together on this joint. Mm-hmm. I was like oh, okay that's what's up. And then like that night, I heard the song like a snippet of the song, and I was like ooh like. That's mm. and I, first of all, I don't love the beat either. So like you know, it is what it is. But it's rough when the beat ain't hitting. Yeah, and then I was just like, then they're both doing that like kind of stilted flow, and I was like, oh, this isn't good. And then like I saw the video the next day and just was like, yeah, this just isn't this isn't good. Mm-hmm. And like I, they had that Black Republican joint like years back that I just didn't think was any good. Yeah, and again, like each of them like. Verse wise, we're fine, but like on a song together, just felt it felt almost like, and I, I don't think it was this, right? But it almost felt like it was a publicity stunt to be like, oh, we was beefing and now we're not. We together, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it what never I mean? feels like a genuine. I, I'll say this: there's one song that they've done together that I like, uh, BBC from Magna Carta, Holy Grail. That song okay. where it's like B boy drug dealer, mm-hmm. billionaire nigga, like that shit. And also, this is like the DJ in me, uh, kind of coloring this this opinion. That song used to go up at parties. You know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't like a a single or like a big hit or whatever. But like we used to throw that on at like Sophistifunk and like West Philly house parties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like Nas come in on some like real fly shit jay come in the hook and the beat do the most you know most of the uh-huh. work like pharrell produced it it's just like some fly like fun shit talking like party shit that's the one record that they've done together where i was like okay that's yeah. the shit but like generally like black republican yeah. nah be <laughs> nah yeah. you know what i mean so yeah generally I, man, I don't know. I don't know. We don't need like. I mean, they could do whatever the fuck they want to do, but I, you know, yeah. I don't fuck need. Fuck are we? <laughs> yeah, I, I love Hove. I love Nas. I don't need neither one of them on a record together. Period. Nah. Yeah. I'm. You know. Listen, man. I love both their catalogs. You know. I. You know. I have a reputation for shitting on Nas, but you know, I also say that Illmatic's better than any Beatles record. So. <laughs> You know what I mean? That doesn't help if you like. That doesn't mean anything if you hate the Beatles. Which I, don't I, don't, I like the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. I like the Beatles. I, I said it, and I was like, "Wait, nah, you're not right." Yeah, <laughs> I, not I like right the Beatles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I'm good if the rest of my life isn't any more Nas and Jay Z records. I, yeah. I, I don't. They there's something about it's like oil and water or something, man. Like both of them are awesome, but like together or not yeah and they're two you know as you said at the top of this like they're two of the greatest Mm -hmm. when do that ever really work you know what i'm saying when do that ever really like like think about um you know two of the like greatest mcs of their generation like like kane wasn't fucking with Ra like that yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying? They might have had mutual respect or whatever. Kane and, and G-Rap have records together. They were, mm-hmm. you know, the same crew. But, yeah, like, when when do you ever see, you know, like, I don't know who's the, the contemporary greatest along with Kendrick, 
right now. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't necessarily throw him. You know, was is is it Black Thought? Even though Black Thought's older, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I you don't. Hey, some, Drake. I, yeah, I guess you know what I mean. And they've they've done like Poetic Justice was the shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they've they've done songs together. But yeah, I don't. I think that with Jay and Nas, you know, they're dissimilar. They're 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 also similar. And then I think maybe there's too much like history and energy on the track. You know what I mean? And then maybe yeah, they, I think they don't even you know it don't even sound like they like that BBC shit. It sound like they both want to be there. Yeah, Black Republican yeah. sounds like some shit that they're like obligated to do. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like oh yeah, exactly. you know fucking I don't know what what was happening when that record was. It was Obama was in office, right? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. They're like oh yeah, we're gonna do this record like. Nah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that shit. Yeah, I think you, like, that nails it a lot for me. Is that like it does sound like Black Republican and this young kind of just sounds like they're doing it to yeah. do it. And I think that is part of it. Like they didn't get this early on before both of them were who they were, mm-hmm. which kind of feels like, you know, it's a little weird. Like, you know, fucking AZ's on Illmatic like Nas's first record AZ so it just sounds natural they should rhyme together they yeah. they you know they've been down forever fucking you know even though DMX wasn't on records with Jay early on but they were doing stuff at the, like right when they were hitting their apex together like they were doing songs together so mm-hmm. it fucking felt natural yeah you know what I mean um to hop on tracks together cause like and what's crazy is Jay-Z and Drake have chemistry mhm when they do songs together. I mean, maybe it's partially because like Drake feels like a definite, like, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but he feels like a son of Jay-Z in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So like that kind of makes sense. I think, I think it's just that like both of them had their own climbs and they did, those climbs didn't really intersect early enough. Like they kind of, they kind of hit after they both had hit apex, and like so, it always felt like it always feels a little weird. Yeah, it's even though you know I'm ecstatic that they're friendly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I didn't, I I liked the Jay and Nas beef as a young person and being like, oh man, these niggas is saying crazy shit to each other. They going at each other, but you know, as a man and getting older, a lot of that shit was out of line. A lot of that shit. Um, was it's it's like soured for me but also in my mind i don't think of them as like friends <laughs> you know what i'm saying or, yeah, or yeah, collaborators yeah. in my mind they're still you know competing for who was the best of their generation Absolutely. you know so that could that could be it for me too yeah I, and i think that's i definitely think that's it that's a part of it yeah is that like they don't it feels like they they came to a mutual conclusion, not like we're friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they hashed it out. kind of feels like, all right, well, we're both like, you know, we're both apex predators type thing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being like, yo, we like squashed the beef, really. Right. Um, and, and like I said, man, I, you know, it's, you know, it's fucking watermelon and, and and pizza like they're awesome but i don't want them together like yeah. it's perfectly okay it's perfectly okay these things do not exist together right right you know what i mean 
Plus, I'm a dude like I got weird eating habits anyway. Like I don't like shit touching <laughs> on my plate, so shit blending. It's perf- yeah, so it's perfectly okay. Like I don't want two of my favorite MCs ever to like be on tracks together anymore because they don't turn out that good. I'm the opposite. I'm a masher. Like I like. Oh, I, man, oh, oh, I, I love hate it. it. I, t- I keep everything completely separate I, down to the fact that, like, I don't care. I'll wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. I'll get an extra dish. Like, if I make eggs and bacon, they can sit on one plate and my pancakes go on another plate because I don't want the syrup mm. touching the, the bacon or eggs. See, it, that's that's interesting because I didn't know that about you. It it lightweight annoys me when we go to, like, a, a breakfast spot or, like, a diner or whatever, and they bring me a plate. That's pancakes and eggs, and then like the turkey bacon on the side or another. Yeah, plate. it annoys me. I gotta like <laughs> scoop it off and put it on the food. I like my nah. shit to, you know. I want every. I don't want nothing touching. I don't want like green juice like <laughs> slipping into my rolls or my turkey. Like I don't want none of that. I want it all separate. I like my shit. So I, like and I know like if people will be like, oh, it's all going to the same place. It'll all go in, the, in your don't mouth. Matter. And, uh, don't care. I don't want nothing touching. I have like weird things about that. No, yeah. if I use like if I like I'm making something and I got like ketchup and like I go to like put the ketchup on something and I get like that ketchup water. Ugh. It ruined like it'll ruin what I just was getting ready to eat. You gotta like, throw the like, whole joint out. Yeah, with that shit. I, I, I don't want it now. Like oh, I got weird eating habits, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Say, you know, this podcast just evolved into like <laughs> Josh and John getting out our uh, issues. Shit we like um, to have on the plate. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, one quick topic before we get into like our music for the week. Um, uh, Big Sean and his mother uh, are releasing um, weekly like um, low cost, free or low cost, low cost, like mental health, like um, awareness type things, like ways to do uh like meditation mm, and, like resources uh, resources yeah um they're doing these weekly videos at like 10 to 15 minutes they released the first one this past weekend um and they're gonna do them for the whole month of mental health awareness month uh, because big sean excuse me has been open about like he had canceled a tour with playboy cardi mm-hmm. um a couple years ago because he just was in a very bad rut and he was depressed and um so he's been open to talking about like his mental health and like you know we've talked about this before this is really um i'm really glad to see this kind of stuff because you know i struggled with mental health my whole life and <clears throat> i did for a very long time like kind of like try to conceal it and not talk about it because of the simple fact that like I thought it was weakness and I thought it was something that like I shouldn't talk about. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm like, I, I'm glad to start seeing this more and more and more in the public discussion. And um, especially like when you can have free or low cost um, resources, because I'm going to be honest with you, man, like just from my own experience, you know, like I tried to make an appointment with a, a, a therapist and, you know, I, I left a message and didn't get a call back for a week and a half. And Jesus, yeah. When I did get a finally get a call back, my 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 appointment's not for a month or so. Like, you know what I mean? And like getting access to these things is really difficult, man. And like when you're dealing with mental health, that isn't something you can. I mean, like no health period. A lot of times, like you know, if you're dealing with a heart issue, you ain't got a month to wait for a doctor's. Um, appointment to open up but in America it generally that's how a lot of this shit works you gotta I gotta call this person to call this person to then call my uh, 
the doctor and like there's a lot of that in our health system and like you know <clears throat> i legit I, I thought about like would it be better for me to have a complete mental breakdown and end up in friends which is one of our like mental health hospitals here mm-hmm. and like so i'd at least get the the like get the shit that i actually needed yeah. at least get care yeah like because that's like the only way that happens now is because the only way you get immediate care it's it's because our system is so like sludged up and mm-hmm. um meant to like hold people down so um shout out to big sean for doing this and like being able to expose different things for people access that um people may not necessarily be aware of yeah yo they they doing god's work with this thing because um that shit like like trying to find access to mental health care i see so many people young people older people on social media in the course of a year who are who will put out a call like yo do y'all have any recommendations for therapists you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like this shit people you know we're living in this pandemic you know before that and and during this we're living in a fucking pandemic of capitalism and it's like yeah. making people miserable and people want to talk to somebody and they can't get it you know what i mean like they yeah. can't get access when um when i i got out the hospital i tried to find somebody cuz the whole situation had like fucked me I'm up sure, yeah. psychologically yeah. you know what i mean you come like you know you looking at you know oh i could die or or you know i was insane for you know two weeks or whatever you know what i mean and i remember all of it it wasn't like you know i blacked out and was gone but like i'm you know i remember being like having psychosis you know what i mean and and trying to heal from that and now i can't walk and all this other shit that happened i tried to find a therapist dog and i couldn't and I, I remember thinking like, yo, the, the navigating the healthcare system makes sick people sicker. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not only uh, do you not have access to the care and, and, you know, whatever's going on with you could get worse, but just the stress and frustration of trying to navigate bureaucracy and trying to navigate the system, <clears throat> excuse me, it like drives people crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I felt crazy trying to, you know, oh, well, this person, oh, this person seems cool. You know, I want to talk to like a therapist that's black and it has some like cultural understanding, mm-hmm. but none of them are in network. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That oh, shit, yeah. That shit's crazy. That shit's crazy. And it's infinitely uh, frustrating. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you know, like I, I've been trying to get treatment for my back now for over a year since my, um, since my other doctor had dropped me because my case, my uh, workers comp case settled. And so they didn't take my insurance. So they had to drop me. So I've been spending, you know, then the pandemic hit. And, the, and so like, I, I've been going through it trying to find a doctor and just dealing with that has fucking been depressing while i already deal with anxiety and depressing like you know what i mean so like you said like the mental like the um the healthcare system alone already makes you even more depressed just trying to get through it and you know when you talked about like uh with you having to learn to walk again like i remember talking with my one of my therapists um a while back and they were saying uh you know 
I was talking about my back and, um, you know, having to walk gingerly on like steps that I used to run down or mm-hmm. something like that. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're dealing with premature aging. Jesus. Like that yeah. shouldn't be something you'd be worried about for another 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. But now you're worrying about it because you have an injury. So like then it affects how your brain works and, you know, um, you're dealing with these 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 choices and ideas that you've never had to deal with before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that can trigger different things inside of you. And like you said, like being, you know, you were dealing with a situation of, you know, being completely normal. Just, you know what I mean? A couple of weeks before that, then all of a sudden you're in the hospital for a stretch of time. Now you're in a wheelchair and you're learning to walk again. And, yeah. you know, people need to help you do things. And it's like, that's a complete shock to the system. Mm-hmm. And what generally should have happened immediately is like you should have had a therapist as part of your fucking like rehabilitation automatically. Yeah. Yeah. You know what should I mean? Should have sent me home with somebody. Not sent me yeah. home, but you know, with somebody's yes. contact. Yeah. Because yeah, that's gonna have a fucking mental effect on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's a situation that's gonna have a mental effect on you. We're coming out of a situation they talk about um the anxieties, I just watched it with my mom. So, like, I had to drop my mom off. She was going to go to the hair salon. It's the first time she'd been to the hair salon since the pandemic happened. Yeah. And I dropped her off, and the hair salon's in, like, like a, a, a mini mall or whatever. Like, a, you know, like a sidewalk mall type thing. Mm-hmm. And after she was done, I was coming around to come pick her up. And, like, as she got in the car, she was like, I'm having, like, a panic. She was like, I'm having a panic mm-hmm. attack, like, I, uh, being around all these people. Mm-hmm. Because she, other than like going to work or going to the market, she hasn't left her house in over a year. Right. Right. And so like she's that readjustment to like people in society is a real thing. Like just we're all going to have a lot of serious issues. We were stuck in, you know, there's people that were stuck in houses in abusive situations. There were people that were, you know, in, in, in situations that were really toxic, whether they were like physical or mentally abusive or not, but like were toxic situations. I mean, think about how many people who were probably about to break up, how many couples that were about to break up who now fucking got stuck together for yeah. a year. You got to stay in this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, maybe it wasn't even some situation where like people just, you know, but like you just grew apart. And now I'm stuck because mm-hmm. we can't, I can't go home and go move, go back to my mom's house because I could fuck around and kill her because I could bring a virus with me. Like, yeah. There's there's a lot of things that we're gonna be going through in the next like year and change of just like re-entering society and like deal. That's something that you know fucking uh, um, people who are coming you know recently uh, incarcerated people coming home mm-hmm. should automatically have mental health situations, yeah. uh, mental health resources because that's a whole fucking thing. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Um, a caring society would do that. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, I realize as I've gotten older how important mental health is and how it's insanely depressing in our society and capitalism um, because your only capital is your body if you're not born with money. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, <clears throat> our, all we are to this society is a... Is, is a machine that they can use to then make money out of. Right. Right. And whatever happens to you is whatever happens. Like, no one mm-hmm. cares. Yeah. Um, and we live in a grind amount society, dude. And it's insane. 
And like, we do not have the adequate access that we all need. Cause I'm beyond, like, I'm still waiting to go to f- get that appointment. Uh-huh. And like, if my financial situation changes in the next like six months, I could be out of seeing a therapist again because I'll make, maybe I make too much money, but my insurance at the time doesn't fucking carry into any mental health uh, coverage. Yeah. So it's a it's a fucking shitty system and a trap and a trapping system of like just how we operate in a society. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's fucked up that private citizens have to, uh, you know, step in and, and mediate this sort of thing. Uh, but I'm grateful when it does happen. You yes. know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Big Sean and his moms for doing this shit. It's like super super fucking necessary. You know, nobody could slander this dude after the shit that he's been doing to like bring awareness to this shit yeah absolutely absolutely and it's important like you know i say this to everybody if you're dealing with stuff you know find help if you can ask for help if you can't find it people like i shout out there's a lot of people shout out to selena and, and a bunch of people who reached out um Siobhan. there's a bunch of people who reached out when i had posted about like you know having to fucking wait a month to wait a week for a call back and now waiting a month for an appointment like people were reaching out like yo here's resources that i know blah 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 mm-hmm. um and so there's been there's been a lot of people who reach out and um so if you ask a lot of times people you know what i mean i generally find community is very supportive and you know what i mean in a lot of senses um, so they will help you. There's some people out there that will help. So if you if you can't find resources, hey, put it out there, man. People will people will help. You yeah. know what I mean? Hundred percent. Um, I think we can move on to uh, what we listened to this week. Did you listen to anything new? Yeah, yeah. Fuck with that uh, that Alchemist joint. Yeah, yeah. That shit hard body. Yeah this this thing of ours. It's a compilation EP. Uh, Alchemist got a bunch of people on it. Boldy James, uh, Earl Sweatshirt, Maxo, Pink Sifu is on it. Navy Blue is on it. And it's really, it's like uh, very much in the, the, the wave of like underground rap right now where it's like, you know, sample based, loop based. And, you know, it's veteran alchemist doing what he do and he got like some of the illest young cats on mm-hmm. the beats you know what i mean i love i love anything that's like uh intergenerational you know what i'm yeah. saying i love i love when you know not the alchemist is like an elder quote unquote but he he older than us i think yeah you know what i'm saying i love when older cats reach out to younger cats and vice versa you know what i'm saying that earl and navy blue record is like my favorite shit yes. right now. You know what I mean? And yeah. I can't even remember what happened. Um, something happened when it, the day it came out. I had like a fucked up day. And I was just playing that shit. You know what I mean? Back to back to back. Just running it the, the whole day. He was day. probably unpacking a bunch of records going like, why the fuck do I have this many records? Uh, if niggas could see uh, <laughs> behind me, there's a broken record shelf behind me. I threw like a couple crates on that joint, just like packed them in and that shit went and just broke. Um, so yeah, I was, that probably was fucking it. You know what I mean? Like stress of like moving and shit. But um that record really uh, uh, gave me a lot that day, 
Um, and this joint is this this shit is ill. You know what I mean? Alchemist, mm-hmm. you know, it ain't too much I can say. He know what the fuck he doing. You know what I mean? And he's got like I love Pink Sifu. He's dope. Boldy yeah. James is ill. Uh, Navy Blue, I've written about him before. I interviewed him before. He's fucking dope. And it's just um, you know, some of the like best cats out here. You know what I mean? On like some real ill production. Yeah, it's gorgeous too. Like just like sonically, it's really gorgeous to listen to as well. Yeah. Um some beautiful loops and and, and shit that, that I'll do together. So yeah, man, I, I like I'm I'm loving it, man. Uh I wish it was longer. It's only four tracks. You know, that's rare for me to be like, yo, I wish it was longer. Right. But like it's only four tracks and then like then it has the instrumentals on it. So mm-hmm. um I was like, yo, I, I wish this was longer. But Al's been in like a real good groove too, man. Like a lot of the work he's been doing lately yeah. has been amazing. So Yeah. Everything he's been doing and he you can tell that he's tuned in to like the underground shit and he's been doing he just did that uh arm and hammer record that's crazy you know what i'm saying it's just yeah he's he's really reaching out to cats or cats are reaching out to him i don't know exactly how this shit is happening but um his ear is impeccable he knows who to get on these records and the the styles the styles blend beautifully yeah definitely um, so yeah, this thing of ours, definitely check that joint out if you haven't already. Um, that's a certified banger so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yo, I think we can start wrapping up. Um, yo, again, I'll say it, uh, yo, all three parts, the full documentary is up and available on our Vivo channel. Another word our, for paradise. Another word for paradise. Um, and actually I have it. Uh, in the link tree on our Twitter and our Instagram, it has each part listed. So, like, if you go in there, there's a specific link, not just for our Vivo channel, but for each um, part of the documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely go check it out. If you've checked it out once already, go check it out again. Um, make sure you like and subscribe on the Vivo channel. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, we got more stuff. There's going to be an outtake from the documentary that's going to go up, uh, I believe next week. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're going to have a whole, you know, we've been already posting a bunch of stuff. There's going to be more stuff coming. Um, we have a, uh, a, uh, a website, seriousrapshit.com that has all our, uh, merchandise on it. The, the mugs, the put coffee or put tea in this joint mug, um have been getting a lot of great feedback from that um so definitely go grab yourself a mug uh we have t-shirts the new logo will be coming soon so we'll throw that on some t-shirts too um but there's t-shirts and hoodies there it's getting ready to get nice so go grab yourself a t-shirt um and uh the abolished ice t-shirts available on incense trap and yoga um part of those part of the proceeds from them do go to uh helping families separated at the border with legal aid mm-hmm. um and and just seriousrapshit.com on Instagram and Twitter. Um, follow us there. Uh, follow John at John underscore Liberator on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Um, Indy underscore SRS, I-N-D-I underscore SRS on Instagram and Twitter. Um, give us a follow. Um, and if you're listening to this in the Apple Podcast app, you can rate and review us right in the app. Um, it really helps us out. It gets us like you know up in their algorithms, however the algorithms work. Um, so... You know, just rate and review us there, five stars, um, nothing less. Uh, and other than that, yo, I think we're we're done, and we'll be back next week.
Peace. Peace. Me and my friend take his rat back to you.